Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to an episode of Secrets and Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dewey. And I have the amazing friend of mine off of Facebook. We had the pleasure of first ever meeting each other face to face. The Farrah Foster Manning, who is, I was just checking her all out because I've been watching her and she's been watching me and we're actually collaborating at the same time as this podcast. She's going to be on my podcast and I'm going to be providing some uh, recordings for her audience, but she is a pro triathlete um, and she's also an actress. So I am super excited to hearing about all of this and how it all ties in because I'm sure that you that uh, as an audience you're interested as well but before you go before we get into it make sure that you subscribe to our podcast uh, newsletter at secrets from the saddle podcast.ca and on our YouTube channel and I am super excited Farah to have you on the podcast this is awesome thank you for having me Sylvie this is great yeah finally Two power women here. I love it. And she's Canadian. Yes. How much better is that? Yeah. I feel like we're going to pull up the network with this one. So I think so. I think so. Pull up and get at it. That's right. So everybody like pull up your seats because uh, we're going to get talking. So my first question, Farah, is always like, how you got into cycling? Well, cycling triathlon. And like, I know we've got lots of things that we've talked about, like this could probably go on for a long time. Um, But how did you get into that? And then the segue into acting, because you've been doing that for a while too. You have like over a hundred different, uh, I would say not episodes, but um, this is just what I'm getting off the internet here. hundred different like- (laughs) Oh. like acting gigs, I guess you had. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So how did, how did all start? Okay. Well, gosh. Okay. Let's bring it back. I yeah. Guess. Let's bring it okay. back. Okay. So we're going to bring it back eight years ago, actually. Okay. It started eight years ago. So um, I am an ex-pharmaceutical sales rep and mother of four, married, um, the whole whack, nonstop career woman. Uh, I had a moment where I just needed to breathe. I realized this wasn't my thing. You know, we were doing it nonstop cycle every day mm-hmm. and get into that. We just, we're, we're moms and we have to fulfill everything. Right. So, um, basically I started with oddly a nutrition company that, that gave me a boost of energy. Cause I was that mom just slugging around, you know, day to day, hit that 2 PM slump. I'd have my coffee never saw the kids came home to the dishes husband was sleeping Uh, I kind of remember those days (laughs) so I found my energy when I actually took care of myself um Mm. obviously with nutrition so nutrition was a given uh I was like I had all this energy it was crazy like literally I was driving people crazy I said how can I output this energy but you know what's the hardest thing I could possibly do I started running. I've never ran in my life. Okay. <laughs> and it was winter and the snow was up to my knees. Nice. And I'm like, you know what? just one day I put my runners on, I put my winter coat on and I wasn't the best looking thing, but I went out there and ran and I never stopped running. So I love I that. I did, I did my first, um, I think it was a 10 K I was aiming towards. I did my first 10K within like six months thereafter. I was, you know, when you start doing something that seems impossible, 
you're just on cloud nine. So I'm like, oh, this is good. Life is good. Life is good. Um, so I took a break from pharmaceutical sales, started getting heavy into the nutritional system that I was using, you know, started mm. collecting residuals from that. Um, got to focus on my family again, myself. Mm. You know what? what did I forget? What did I love to do when I was a kid? Like sports. Cause you know, as women, once again, we get married, we have jobs, we, we keep going. Right. But then I forgot, you know, I used to do ballet. I used to swim. I used to rollerblade just uh, because we got older. Didn't mean we have to stop those things, but we exactly we forgot. So I remembered swimming and that was my thing. So I, I called the local club, the Woodstock triathlon club. Oh, I was so nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to start swimming. Coach was like, okay, come on out. I think my biggest thing was my body image because mm. I'm like, I have to put a bathing suit on. And that's probably why I stopped swimming in my teen years because, you know, our bodies changed. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, I got to keep going here. I got to keep going. So I jumped into the pool and then started, you know, nobody even looked at me. That was the funniest thing. When I was on deck, everybody had their own goals. So I'm like waiting for, you know, the men to be like, oh, you know, one of those things. Nobody looked, nobody cared, you know? So it was, it was, it was, that was such a. It was like mind blowing, right? Nobody cares what I look like. That was amazing. God, like and then I could focus on what I really needed to do instead of the whole body image and this and that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Okay. So I'm running now I'm swimming. What am I missing? Coach was like, it's a triathlon club. How about you start cycling? I'm like, oh, oh. I have a beach <laughs> with a dog in the basket in the front. That's as good as I got. Okay. So I'm like, you see how fast you can go with that bike. <laughs> terrible. It's like pushing rocks, right? So I'm like, okay, might as well. I started spin class. Um, obviously, I enjoyed it. Did my first triathlon probably about four months after that. Um, podiumed. <laughs> That's motivating. Right? <laughs> within that, within that, yeah, within that year and a half, I kept podiuming at different races. So I'm like, maybe I have something here. And then I did. <laughs> I did have something here. I became um, elite within, well, our Ontario system here, um, just because of podiuming, right? Um, right. The elite races. So, um, yeah, that's how it went. That's wow. How, so, so that started like eight years ago. Literally it's coming up to eight years only. Yes. I never did a thing prior. Yeah. So from there, my, so does everybody hear that? Yeah. She never did anything. I know that a lot of people do start, start with running because it's like the easiest thing to do. Cycling is like one of those intimidation factors kind of thing. And, um, because there's like, everything that goes with it, the group riding, the safety, the gear, blah, 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 blah. We're like cycling, uh, running, just got to get myself a good pair of shoes <laughs> and I get started. And then they go to swimming and then they're like, boom, I need to do a like a triathlon. Yeah. But I love the ones that I go, yeah, first timer, I need to do an Ironman. I'm like, <laughs> oh, do you get those? I, yeah. Because now you're, you have like, like your club, down. right? See, see, yeah. this is the thing, Sylvie, it's all a compound effect. Okay. No you, <laughs> you, you just switch your mind. You start with one thing and I feel like it just kind of leads into other things and you can't mm -hmm. have a fear or a restriction to keep going, right? Like there's so much possibility in this world. And it's like, I know a lot of people are limited because of other people or of the situation they might be in, but, mm -hmm. you know, change is good. Change can be bad and good, but change is good. Change is going to happen whether you like it or not too. Yeah. So, you know, and then, so jumping back to, I'm a triathlete, but then I think with recognition, the past three, four years, I've been pretty much straight cycling. Um, I, that's the best out of the three anyways. Uh, it feels good. <laughs> it feels so good. Right. You're right. Um, it's just, I feel like cycling does take a, a little bit more time, mm -hmm. but it's more, but you get, you literally get places, you see things, you experience a lot with it. You get more out of it. 
I find. My most, I guess my bucket list race was two years ago. I did Ram race across America. I saw that. Yeah. It was a group. It was, um, it was amazing. How big was your group? So we had eight riders. Um, Okay. Me and Lex Albrecht from, uh, Oh, you were with Lex. Yeah. Me and Lex, um, Canadians on the team. So the rest were American. Oh, fuck. Okay. Just a second. Cause I interviewed her. I think it was before then. And I remember cause I was following her and like, now I can remember the poster. Yeah. Yeah, You're the other girl. (laughs) I was on it too. (laughs) So me and Lex were the only females, um, within the eight riders and she actually took the night shift. I did the day shift. Um, but yeah, it was, that was, that was unexplainable, surreal. We actually placed first mixed, um, out of the whole race. Good uh, organization, I imagine. Uh, like was, just yeah. the way you're all organized. Cause how, uh, like, what was the distance that each one of you did? Oh, um, it was like 20 K or something. So what we did was we did 22 minutes on and off. Oh, yeah, 22 minutes. 22 okay. Minutes because we were actually cycling for, um, suicidal, um, like we were with veterans. So we were doing right. Veterans, yeah. Um, the suicidal tendencies, um, you mm-hmm. know, just the whole, so we raised a lot of money for the veterans and basically what they said was every 22 minutes, a veteran takes their life. So that was our goal to be on the bike 22 minutes. Of course it depended the terrain. If I was in Colorado, our poles were maybe like two to six minutes, you know, it just depended on the elevation or, you know, Kansas, I could have went all day with, even with, right. you know, so it was, it was always, <laughs> I mean, that was our goal. Yes. Um, but you have to fluctuate depending on the whole, we were, we rode for six days, 13 hours. So right. Like yeah, round the clock. We completed. Yes. We completed the race before that. It was, it was, uh, it was awesome. Okay. I suggest it for anybody. It's it's a uh, well, yeah. I've seen people who have not who've done it without a team. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like yeah. not for me. Well, Lee Goldstein, she was she was actually the winner when um that year that we came in. So we, me and Lex, watched her come in through uh the finish line. It was awesome. She was the female, the the female, the first place female coming through the finish line that that year. So she's, she's, she's a warrior. Okay. So I have a question about transitioning. Like, so if you're doing like six to 22 minutes, is somebody like on a trainer inside the caravan getting warmed up just to ride that? Or how does, how does the, the, the handoff start if it's that fast? Like, cause that's like four people. So you're out there once every two hours no once every four hours depending depending well it, it totally depends yes so well something okay no so we were broken up in, into teams of four so four riders were at night four riders were during the day okay so then no so we were yeah so the calculations are a little different but right um, so basically within the four riders when somebody would do the poll um, we had Senna helmets, which we can communicate um, when they were coming in. So we'd hurry up and jump out of the, the follow vehicle and keep rotating. So our bikes were on the back of the follow vehicle. We had um, a crew member who would take them off. For, like we basically just sat, we would be hydrated. We would try to, my food of choice was eating uh, mashed potatoes, basically. Yeah, food. really. Uh, 12 hours like it was it was weird um pickle juice <laughs> potatoes and I would do that too I think because that's the highest yeah. carb because you carb, can't like... eat, right it's almost like you have to eat but you can't so pickle juice was my oh I loved it um that and well we had sponsorships right with different mm-hmm. products so it was great um yeah we just kept rotating jumping in and out jumping in and out so it was there was no warming up there was nothing like that Okay. So, so you were like, you had a 12 hour shift with your team of four yeah. and then the night shift was a team of four and then you would be sleeping. And then you start. Oh my God. Okay. So like, 
on say one day, how many times would have you been on the bike? Oh my goodness. That's a good question. Um, probably you've been exhausted. Let's say 20, let's say 20, maybe, uh, 16 to 20. And were you expected to keep a certain speed? Oh yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, we, we've trained, we trained literally the full year prior to this. Right. And we're, these are heavy hitters. These are pro athletes that I was with too. Right. Yeah. So we maintained, um, we try to maintain a certain pace. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those races where you can't though, because the terrain. Yeah. 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 It's either. It's like sometimes yeah. while you're hillier, it's a little slower, you know, like flatter, way faster. Wind, um, wind rain, rain, nighttime, daytime, just anything. I just, remember- Oh my God. Would you be sitting in your shorts for the whole day? Yeah. How many pairs of shorts did you bring? I did it. I, we only had one. What? Yeah. I was what? surprised. We only had one, but I knew how to do it. So every time I would, so I was, oh, I brought dry hairspray, dry shampoo. Okay. Dry shampoo in the can. I was spraying the guy's shoes every time they came in or I'm like, spray yourself, spray yourself. I was that mom in the, in the, you, you didn't spray your chamois. Did you? No, no, no. No, we okay. were, no, it was fine. You don't get that wet. We, I think at one point we did jump into a lake because we had that moment while yeah. it was out. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm in trouble. So I kept stuffing like paper towels and just take them in and out, take them in and out. But we didn't, it wasn't that bad. Saddle sores didn't occur. Thank goodness. Um, I just did a ride across Florida though. That's another issue when we're on the bike for eight hours, six to eight hours for um, six days that was a little bit that was straight on the bike okay yeah but i'm sure you change your shorts that no well yes you you'd go after you'd wash them when you're done your ride yeah so yeah okay you're, okay it's continuous, yeah. right you're you're on the saddle for eight hours so you can't do anything but um yeah Yeah, because i did unbound excel and i was on the bike for 30 hours like straight yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I did not bring a pair of shorts, which was like my biggest, it's, it's on my list oh. of things that, that I should have done. You learn, right? Oh, yeah. did I learn? Oh you my learn. God. Like, I was like, yeah, I should bring a pair. I'm like, no, 30, but we got wet in the thir- first two hours. Ooh. And so it was just like wet like shorts just wet the whole time and i'm telling you oh yeah yeah you're sorry (laughs) i I didn't think about like drugs until about you know 25 hours in i'm like god how can i get rid of this pain i'm like oh i should have bought some like ibuprofen or something the last stop and then i was like hey so i was biked up to these two guys i'm like hey do you guys have any like ibuprofen or anything they're like yeah here i'm like here, here's a couple. Yeah. Thanks. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Talk about numbing myself when, away. When, can, when that happens, you're basically pretty much out of the race. If you have sores or things over days, over a period of days, it's almost like just it. Yeah. I know. Well, I could, my feet were out. sore oh, and yeah. my crotch was sore. So like I couldn't stand up because my feet were sore. Okay. I couldn't sit down because my crotch was sore. Yeah. So I did, I went through this thing back and forth and I get off my bike and I'd walk for a bit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, God, I live and learn. But yeah, uh, yeah. bike shorts and ibuprofen. <laughs> really I could definitely, I will like definitely that. finish I next this year. I tell or something to really mental, you know, kind oh. of it to a degree well and i lost i forgot my chamois butter in the field when i went to the bathroom oh oh so that was like 12 15 hours in yeah, yeah. i was just like, <laughs> so no, you, was just like... i think i think with doing a lot of these different like long distance races like you literally you've learned so much and they vary too, right? Like that's the thing with Ram, I was on and off. Yeah. Right? So within the period, but with um 
with the Florida ride, I wasn't. I was straight on the saddle for. So, what was the Florida ride about, Farah? So, the same idea. Um, so we rode across Florida. It was eight hundred miles, and we did it in six days. Uh, we basically. So when I say we, it's Team One Mile. So Team One Mile, I originally did the Ram race with. Team One Mile, I did race. Well right across Florida and it was for the veterans once again okay yeah um so basically we got sponsorships we donated to so it was for Hurricane Ian that was our mission okay so everything that was well disaster happened with Hurricane Ian um we hit places we hit six places that were that was devastated by it we provided um we 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 got a, a hero veteran we donated um money and supplies to the vsws um from uh generators to muck buckets to all this stuff so that was our spot that was our goal um so we basically started in uh where did we start um key west and we went all the way up to jacksonville okay yeah so it was it was basically in the saddle for eight hours until we got to our vsw um destination to honor the veteran right the veterans that were there it was it was amazing actually and we did see the devastation still basically i think it was about eight months after so that's the thing a lot of the places in florida just even with insurance and things they just they can't catch up there was so, so- you were along the east coast so i started time? we started in you know well we hit six different cities so it was Key West, Homestead, Fort Myers. Um, then we cut over to like Orlando. Okay. Fort Lauderdale up to Jacksonville. Like it was, it was kind of strategic. It was kind of like zigzagged across. The right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, that was a really good ride uh, for me, except <laughs> like day four, five, six, where I started to feel it a bit um of course a bit bit. so my problem was is is was that I have a time trial bike I have a triathlon bike everybody else had road bikes oh my god you were on a time trial bike the whole time my bike I don't even own a road bike so what somebody wasn't gonna lend you one I would lend you mine it doesn't matter if even if I have one or not I've always trained on a triathlon bike yeah, I can't see myself on a road bike anytime soon. But the problem is, is when you're in specific races, you know this, you can't mm-hmm. have it. Or if you're in a Peloton, you can't have it within the cluster. So mm-hmm. I always had to be in the front or the back. Safety. Oh, bike. right. So, and upright. <laughs> upright? Upright, because you can't be, yeah. And if I'm in the middle of the pack or something, I have. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's for safety once again. So that literally my back, I can't even tell you the pain. Talk about pushing through a pain. Oh, my God. Saddle. That almost the back almost was worse than the saddle. But I remember we were in for St. Augustine. And at one point, we're taking off. We're going towards I think we were going towards Jacksonville. And we came to a stop and I just remember my right ankle. I just, I'm like, why can't I unclip it? I'm trying, I'm trying. My muscles got so weak on the side for, for biking like six days straight that it was hard for me to unclip because it was unclipped so much throughout like the six days. Right. That was the weirdest thing to me. I'm like, Oh, please just, I don't need to fall. So I'd have to like rip my leg off. To keep, you know, like, to wow yeah it was the oddest thing so that's that's long that's obviously long distance riding it's like these little things you're like where did this come from you've never experienced them but you have to deal with them at the moment you have a goal yeah so, yeah you gotta yeah. keep going so uh, I suggest that next time you get a bike sponsor <laughs> Oh, actually, I have one. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> but I chose, I did. My oh, you sponsored, but <laughs> I chose the triathlon bike because I don't know. I just did. Well, the, you know what you could do next time is get the road bike and put like arrow like bars on it. So you have options. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I will get there, Sylvie. I promise I will get a road bike at one point in my lifetime. <laughs> no, you might as well just bypass road bike, go to gravel like everybody else. That's true. <laughs> With road tires, so you can yeah. alternate back and forth. Exactly. And uh, you could just join join the rest of us who are going I think so. down that route. <laughs> I think so. It's the, it's the thing. I mean, you do it. Everybody does it, right? So... <laughs> Well, I've like my background's mountain biking. It started mountain biking first and then into road. Yeah. Um, and so, so gravel's like the coolest in between. But I have to say that after riding gravel, I absolutely love getting on a smooth surface on my road bike. Right. And I'm just like, oh my God, that feels so good. <laughs> so like so much better than yeah no I, I I don't know what you mean but eventually I might know you will <laughs> if I come down there we'll have oh, yeah yeah so if I come down there yeah we'll have to go for a ride yeah we will yeah so you got into cycling which means into triathlon now you have a community that you service or do you have, is it participants? Do you have clients? Like, what is it that you have? So I'm part of going the Woodstock, well, okay. So being, okay. So I'm originally from Windsor, Ontario, which is down South of Ontario. Um, but I live in Woodstock and I'm close to Toronto. So I think I, well, just, just being this, it's almost, look at me. It's a small community. Yeah. small community once you start to get to know people in the world of cycling triathlon yeah. we're all connected right so mm -hmm. I have built a community from basically here to Windsor I'm always like with everybody right so we're right. always yeah yeah um I'm but I am literally part of a club I'm part oh, of okay club. okay so I wasn't to the coaches I did have um Paulina Allen or my coach originally for um, Ram. So I, I, that's how you start connecting, right? It's, it's all, well, she's married to Steve Fleck and like everybody, mm -hmm. like you're closer to your, near Montreal, Ottawa. So we all know each other. Yeah. We all well, okay. Okay. I hate to go back to Ram. Cause like, how did you coach? how did you train for that? So, oh, it was, it was great. Sorry, everybody, but I'm sure everybody's wondering. Yeah. How so do you train being, for that? Being Canadian, we have this thing <laughs> weather change. So well, yours isn't as bad as mine, but it's still bad enough. But yours, you love that stuff. I do not. Okay. I don't ride outside oh. when it gets like that. Okay. No, I'm not I, one of those fat biker you, girls. But uh, <laughs> so what happened was, I so me and Lex, Lex trains a lot in the states. So I think she was training in like different parts. I know like California and stuff he always she travels right so I do not um <laughs> everybody who was on Europe an adult with a, with kids and yeah I, yeah I don't have that much time but <laughs> I had to put the time in right so um it was my trainer um I was indoors probably closer to the race up to four hours a day so it was like oh yeah it was pretty intense I was counting oh. carpet at pretty much the whole time I don't watch tv weirdly we'll get into me that. neither not really well, I'm just saying I don't watch tv and I don't I listen to podcasts I was doing so do I right and I was somewhat listening to songs and things but it gets songs gets boring after a while you know mm -hmm. what I mean like mm -hmm. this doesn't mm -hmm. motivate you at all Nothing was motivated, motivating me. So once again, I was in a team where it's very militant. Americans <laughs> are crazy pantses. They literally put their mind to it. They accomplish their goals. You know, that's how it is. So I had to place myself militant mind every day, get the task done in hopes that it will, there will be success, right? For the race. Yeah. Um, but it, it sucked. I was literally staring at the wall or the carpet oh, every day, like, like every day, like seven days a week. Every, yeah. I was trained. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. I was doing that. I mean, that would, that would be closer to, you know, the, you know, the couple months prior to the race. Yeah. But, but serious a couple you, months you know, prior to the race. You know how it's staggered, right? It, you, you were my, I listened to Paulina and that's just what I did. 
she knew what she was doing. I followed the instruction and it got me to my goal. That was it. So yeah, other, other people were outside, you know, Ben was in Arizona riding every day. Um, Don Davey was in Florida. I'm like, you guys, this is, you don't even know how lucky you are. To, to yeah, really. But, um, we didn't jump into it, but I am an actress and yeah, we're going to talk about that. Literally. I'd be on set for, you know, up to 12 hours a day. Come <gasps> Oh, fuck me. Really? No, but it was literally, I'd be home, say, you know, eight at night. I'd be on the trainer. It didn't matter. I'd have to get on the trainer. <gasps> so, you know, that is the commitment. But if you're going to do a race like that, you have to have a commitment. Oh, yeah. And no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about um, getting into acting. Like, how did that fall in how did you fall into that it, it was a fall literally because <laughs> I know I've tried like I've fall. been I've been interested in it but not enough to you know follow and and, and yeah it's Anyways. it's like you know when you're a kid you always want to be a singer or a dancer an actress all that stuff mm -hmm. I get that who doesn't but I never thought of that actually weirdly I don't know I didn't even know what I wanted to be doesn't matter um but <laughs> I, want, I always want to be a pharmaceutical sales rep not okay so basically <laughs> I went from, so you know as I started with this nutrition I you know I started getting healthier brain clarity you know um I was able to stay at home a little bit with the residuals from it um focused on training triathlon triathlons all that stuff so I'm like but you know I still have to I was not really weirdly I was on Facebook one day and I saw a post that said if you want to start a business or buy an existing business apply so at this time me and my husband were like you know what I'd love to open up a health and wellness business because that was my thing right I'm thinking mm -hmm. gosh I'm all into this you know why right. don't I start a venture you know like you know let's do this so I applied Basically, I didn't know what I was applying for. I just was like, oh, this is cool. And then it said, okay, they contacted me back and were like, we're interested in you, um, you and your husband. I didn't include him first, but then I included him. Um, they're like, do you mind if we come interview you? We'll come to Woodstock, interview you. We're in Toronto. It's a film company. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so they came. They it's a film company? Yeah. It was just, a, yeah, just film people, film crew coming. Okay. I'm like, okay, what the heck? So they're like, they came, they taped us, they asked us questions and we opened our front door and they told us to say, come on in Arlene. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I close the door, open the door. I'm clueless. You know, they just wanted like to see how we were on screen. Right. And my husband looks at me as we close the door and he's like, you know who that is? I'm like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> like no idea. And he goes, it's Arlene Dickinson from Dragon's Den. And I'm like, okay. So I open the door. I'm like, come on in, Arlene. Like at this point, I'm like, come on in, Arlene. Like, you know. So basically. From Dragon's Den? Yeah. So. Oh my God. They loved us. They said they wanted to tape a show with us. In, in retrospect to buying a business uh, for the TV show. And it was with Arlene Dickinson. So it was called under new management. So me, my husband and her um, were in her very first episode of her project. Um, so yeah, I'm like, we taped literally 12 days. It was major hours. Husband was exhausted. I wasn't, this is, I was like, this is cool. Like this is cool. But you know, our main focus still was her analyzing businesses that were local so we can buy it and, you know, start our own business. So in the end, we picked a business for TV. Um, I didn't like anything that she picked. Like, it didn't matter. But then, so we went on with our lives. You know, the episode was aired on CBC. It was great. Um, so did you, did you, so she came in and analyzed local businesses that were up for sale? Three businesses that were for sale. Yes. Oh, okay. And so we went through them. We did the whole thing. Was One was a kid's spa. Ugh. Uh, another I'm like I don't want to rub kids feet I'm sorry yeah like pretentious little kids forget I it don't, don't want to do that because you know they're kids and uh sports <laughs> car, 
there was a sports store, but it was hockey and baseball related. And I'm like, I have no idea. And then the other was a bulk food store. And I was like, okay, this is kind of good, but whatever. It still wasn't our vision. So right. TV, once again, so we ended the show. I said, this is great. I don't want to go back to pharmaceutical sales, but I contacted my girlfriend who was an agent in Toronto. I'm like, Hey, you do TV stuff. Let me in. She's like, okay. <laughs> so from that day, I continued with acting. So it was, uh, well, I mean, that is certainly a great introduction because everybody's seeing you. Oh, yeah, it's like, here's my my only one resume thing. This is me right here. Okay. Yeah, right. And so and that's that's way that's uh that makes it a lot easier, let's yeah. just say. Yeah. So it was pretty it was a reality TV show, right? But that is really cool that that I was pretty real. So answer that answering that Facebook post right led you to there yeah see what I mean you just don't know with things in life it's like I went from being that exhausted mom to like pro triathlete actress what's next like because you know you, I know. You, have to, you have to have that openness too it's okay if you fail it's okay too and you have to learn that right oh yeah for sure you're not perfect mm. nobody's perfect you're gonna fail in life as long as you don't mind people, you know, around you, like, I think the biggest thing is, you know, put your blinders on. This is your life. Mm -hmm. Like if you fail or accomplish anything, it, it, it really doesn't matter who you're trying to impress because in the end they won't remember, <laughs> you know, it's like, but you, it's will. true. These That's are right. Your moments. People These like, are your who, moments. who are you? And you're like, Oh, I've been you know, obsessing over this yeah. and they don't even remember who this person is. You're like, yeah. 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 So yeah. So now I'm, I'm literally, I've taped over hundreds of TV shows, movies, um, which is lovely because Toronto is like the Canadian Hollywood. So it's very conveniently close to me. Yeah. So yeah, for anything from Murdoch mysteries to star Trek, I was just on to, um a lot of paranormal shows uh, you name it oh that's what tons of hallmark movies of course <laughs> yeah you gotta have you know the hallmark it's just the love story I, i'd probably be a hallmark person too you would i could see you doing that <laughs> totally well now that i have an in maybe it might be worth it because i yeah. was like oh you know because ottawa has a bunch of things going on here too yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, uh. nope. <laughs> sort of like, what if, you know, that I could do that too, you know, like, I know you're an open person. So like, oh, I totally am. It's yeah, just, so it's, it's just you know, cause it's, it's like, okay, well you have to pay into these agencies and then, uh, you know, do all this stuff ahead of time. Oh my yeah. God, do I want to like pay all that money? And, you know, so I just serve. And then I look at my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> fucking travel. Um, yeah. So there's, there's things that were like holding me back, but I'm like, that would be seriously cool. And then I had a friend who was just like a, an actress for cycling, uh, you know, like cycling ads, like they okay. need a cyclist yeah. to ride. And I'm like, well, that would be cool. I wonder if she's the same one I know. I just did a, like, well, look at me. Within six years, I just did a, a Subaru uh, at commercial and we were a bunch of cyclists, actually. Yeah. Cool. But it was more, of course, it's down here, Hamilton, Toronto. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's, there's always opportunities with anything. It's like, as long as you're comfortable with yourself, you can the world is yours right like you know it's yeah. if you're Maybe gonna, we'll have to chat about this after yeah we will <laughs> have to get a new a new do a new photo shoot you don't have to in a while have, it doesn't take a lot of money to get like it shouldn't take really any money to really get involved in this stuff but um <laughs> you just have to be willing right like yeah <laughs> you just have well to i just see that it's you know? like it's but 
going to visit this because I've gone to visit Angie's agency. So you go in, you line up, you're picked. Oh, you have to purchase this package deal. And, uh, you know, this photo shoot costs 800 bucks. I'm like, really? No, you have to know the right people. See, this is where it comes down. It is a community too. Mm -hmm. So once you get to know exactly who you need to be talking to, then it becomes clear because like I said, like when I was a kid, I used to do like modeling and things like that. You know, it was a cool thing to do, but it was just a thing back then. It's like, if I had to go into modeling now, I wouldn't have a clue. I'm not in that air that in that, in that, like in that space. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not in that world. So I couldn't even recommend modeling stuff, but like, I know all acting stuff. So I'm like, oh no, I know the casting directors and you know, the productions and when they're taping, Mm. when they're not. So it's kind of like, it's a lot easier because this is, this is my career now. So you have to know what's going on. You just, it's not a random thing. Right. Yeah. But you know, but you can still do it for fun. It's not, uh, not commitments if you don't because you know what I did try modeling when I was 18 and I went to I moved to Montreal and I I remember going to this so I went was through an agency Roberts uh Richardson's and uh and I remember going to this one casting call or like agency job where you have to go in and uh try on some clothes so it was like for a jean company and they told me that I was too big like I was a petite, like I'm still like I'm 130 pounds, you know, but like my butt did not, it wasn't small enough. And I'm just like, after that, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Like it's, this is yeah. not, uh, you know, yeah. I'm not going to go into the image thing and, and try and like get skinny or skinnier. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I just, I left, I didn't even bother. Every industry has their thing, right? Like you just, yeah. but it were so influential at that age too. And I think a lot of us did it. Like we wanted, we wanted to be the TV star, this and that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, what are we doing with our lives? Let's like, let's try different things. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this is like adult mentality when they say this stuff to you and you're like, Ooh, okay, I'm ugly. I gotta go. You know, like, yeah, it's so crazy how that works. Right. Yeah, because I'm not gonna from the teens with the the girls saying stuff, and you get into the world, and you're like, "Am I really not?" I mean, that was the thing with me in swimming too, right? I'm like, I had just, I've had four kids. I'm not. Trust me, you don't. I look great with clothes on, but not with a bathing suit. But had to analyze what was my goal. Like, you know, was it for me or was it for them? So right, pull it back and be like whatever don't care I have to do what I have to do because that's what I want to do you know yeah regardless of the chatter chatter is always going to be there Mm -hmm. focus it's you yeah yeah I don't think that teenagers have that capacity to think like that because like I talked to my daughter she went through gymnastics for uh, five years and it's just funny that she's 20 now and we just had this conversation about body image and how gymnastics was so bad for that yeah. because uh, you start it she started maybe six seven and so and she finished when she was like you know 12 so through that time she starts developing and then it becomes very apparent, right? Because of the suits they have to wear. I mean, I get it because you're dealing with all these apparatuses and, and you have to be wearing something that's skin tight because of it. Yeah. Um, but also you're, you're just, everybody can just see everything. Right. You know, and but like, I don't think it stops with us. Like, even no, you know. I get, you know, even with wearing our riding clothes and stuff, I mean, it's tight fitting. It's great because it actually sucks me in. I don't know about you, but <laughs> it's I the bib shorts. It. If you get good bib shorts, they do yeah. their job. I know. No, like it's a fine. girdle. No, but <laughs> it's not, you can't think about that stuff, right? Because once again, you're doing a, you have a goal, like you're out to ride. You're not out to be mm-hmm. like a supermodel, but like, but I can see how it can affect people you know, if they jump into, you know, well, you got to look the image. It's true because you look at these 
books, these magazines are online and you see these little, like Instagram. everything they got the, the perfect helmet yeah. and all the fancy sunglasses, Good, the jerseys, yeah. the bikes, the shoes, the socks, the gloves, the, the it, it's true. Like when you think about it, you're just like, oh yeah. And so we're all looking day, to be that. To this day, every time I'm done a ride or during my ride, I try to take one of those glamorous Instagram photos. Yeah. And by I yourself? Like, yeah. I it never happens by I'm yourself. Like, I'm like, oh my God, no, like, no. Like, <laughs> no. And then I'm like, you know what? I just did it. Swipe I posted it. Anyway, I'm like the queen of no filter. Like I, I use, I don't use any filters. I don't do this and that. Right. So I'm like, post it. I look like help post it. It's fine. I tried post it. Like, you know, I try to be, I'm pretty much real. I can't do that. Like, I, I, I know I'm just like, listen, they, these little girls or guys, they have a team behind them or they're really good with, by themselves, but probably yeah. not. They got the great video, the riding videos. I'm like, Oh, I'd love a riding video, but I'm always riding by myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time to set up my camera and ride, be ride you know, across well, it. Here's a trick. Here's a trick. Take your helmet off or your glass. Well, usually I take my helmet off. I put it down. I prop my phone on. I do a video. And then I'm kind of doing, you know, one of those slow motion, like keep your face. Don't let your, your cheek sag and, you know, just smile or do this and that. And then by the end of it, I'm like, okay. So I literally scroll through and I pause. I'm like, screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. But like, oh, I used to do that, like yeah. screenshot through the videos. So you just yeah. walk like, yeah, I should probably go back and do that because well, I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, then, and I used, yeah, I used to sit on the back of my car on the bumper and just do the video, just bike by, bike by, bike in front. Right? Yeah. Stop. Look. <laughs> we'll never look as good as the, the photos, though. You know what I mean? Like i'm like geez you guys like that is like <laughs> once again i can't live up to that image i could probably kick her butt with my yeah sleeve. you're like sylvie why are you always <laughs> in a parking lot because i am <laughs> i just can't i don't know i i try i just i think it gets uh, worse as we get older we're just like you know what whatever here it is i think it's more genuine <laughs> look at this this is it this is it this is it and that was my thing too it was like if, if I could do this, if I have, so this is the thing as I, I'm backtracking here. I don't watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch TV because I know that, that, you know, half hour or hour that I could be sitting down like typical people <laughs> do. I could be riding, I could be running, I could be swimming. And that's what mm -hmm. I've always done. Right. Instead of I've taken that, that gap of like, that time and I've applied it elsewhere. It's all time commitment. Like I said, biking is obviously the most time commitment for me. Mm -hmm. And running and swimming, running is easy because I could just hit, head out the door. I did it. I'm done. On with my day. Swimming, I have to travel to a pool, but you know, that's fine. Um, and then, you know, shower after all that stuff. But um, but it's one of those things where if I can do, we all have the same 24 hours, right? Yeah. So really just depends on where what we want to put into it mm -hmm. you know family and kids take most of it up yeah I mean career, career and, and family so it's like okay but if you have those if you have that half hour or hour get busy yeah you know I know I try and distill that onto my kids right especially my son because he's always on like some computer, you know, he's always playing games. Yeah. I'm like, sweetie, like you want to do things like you want to get better at football. Why, why don't we outside like doing something, yeah. you know, that's moving you forward This moving, you know, uh, same with my daughter. She's pretty good. I have to say, yeah. um, I mean, I can get, I mean, I'm sure you could just sit on the couch sometimes and go down the scroll hole of TikTok or Instagram. Right. And then I'm like, Oh, there's my hour. I need to yeah. move on now. It's true. It's so true. And yeah. it's like, I think the biggest thing, I haven't done this in a while because I did, I mean, I don't have great goal races yet. Oh We're yeah. What are we going to do for the next year? Have you, have you got your calendar yet? Uh, I am being asked by a few um, places to race. Yes. 
What race? Like what? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I am considering. I've been asked three times already. So three times a charm, maybe. Um, so Iron Cowboy, I'm not sure if you're aware of who that is. James, he, uh, James Lawrence. Oh. So he did consecutively 100 Iron Man in 100 days. Oh, okay. I'm he not into that. He, he's something. Yeah, he's something. Wow. But he... Uh, <laughs> He, he does this. He's very, very, very competitive. Um, he has a race in Utah. It's called <gasps> Starvation. Starvation? It's a, okay, tell me more. It's an extreme triathlon, let's say that. Oh, okay. So it's basically a full Ironman, but with extreme conditions. You're basically on your own. You would have a Sherpa. That's it. But you're in the wilderness, you're basically in the wilderness by yourself. You're swimming with 62 degree water, like starting at five in the morning in dark. Um, they only see you because you might have like a glow stick on you, like pure black water <laughs> in Utah. Then you, you hit the biking, which is 9,000 foot elevation. And then, you know, it's 160, um, I guess it would be 160 miles. And then you jump into the run, which is 40, 40 K. Um, but you're going up elevation again. I believe it's like 5,000 feet or something like that, but this qualifies you for the Norsemen, which so a lot oh, of these, yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. Um, I believe it's in Norway. Um, a lot of the European races, you know how it is in, this, in Europe, the races are, there's tons it's like where the champs go, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's asked me again to do that. He's asked me again to do this. <laughs> Is he looking for more women to do it? Is that yeah. the deal? Um, no. Well, you know what? That's the thing. And I believe he said only half, what do you say? Maybe half finished the race. That's how intense it is. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's my consideration. Of course, I'm always doing like two to three Ironman a year. So, um, Yes to those, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't say that. I'm getting into endurance riding. So yeah. you'd probably be like, and, yeah, well, you've been doing that. A lot of different local ones I always do. Of course, I pick up the multi-sport or, you know, the mm -hmm. Subaru triathlon series. Um, yeah. I haven't been asked for any biking ones yet, specifically. Um, we're only in September. So I'm training now. I always do this. I set myself up. Of course, train every day, do my thing. And then if things fall onto my lap, they do works out. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, well, I, yeah, I need to sit down and schedule. Like I was just coming back to that. You get things done during the day. Literally, if you schedule things, cause it's not going to happen if you don't. I know. <laughs> you know that. I know that we don't do it all the time. I was like, what did I say that I was going to do I, I forget. tomorrow? I forget all the time. I know it's terrible, but literally I guarantee you, if anybody starts this scheduling process, you'll get things done. You'll get your goals accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well then I'm going to throw something in because I'm going to go back to Toronto and do the ride to conquer cancer. It's not as glamorous as being in Utah. Mm -hmm. However, it is a good cause to write, uh, raise money for princess Margaret yes. research center. That's in Toronto, which I really like the fact that we're raising money for Canadian uh, cancer research. Yeah. Um, and it's like a five-star weekend. Like, What is the distance? Oh, it's 100 each okay. day. Oh. Yeah, so it's 100 and then it's 120 back to... Uh, so it's like Toronto to Hamilton, Hamilton to Niagara Falls. Right. And then they bring you back to uh, Toronto. And I'm telling you, it's June... 8th and 9th it's on my I've got my race calendar already okay oh I can't see it because you have a fake wall yeah you're, I know it's right behind you're really me looking at wood and I'm like what I know that? <laughs> it's right there hold on I'll it. show you just a oh, second funny. <laughs> I'm like what are you looking at Sophie I think uh, just like let me just like choose it. my bird oh like, there. Oh, I still God. can't see it it's kind oh, of like right it. here yeah it's kind of in um Oh, there you go. Well, it's backwards. That's good. Um, but because this, because I went 
I do Barry Roubaix, which is, it's a gravel race, April. And yeah. then I'm going to go back to do Unbound and I'm okay. going to finish that effing race. Yeah. Um, Because I could have. Yeah. But somebody told me that my race was over because I missed the time cutoff, but somebody still finished it. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to fucking do it. Well, and then the weekend after is the Ride to Conquer Cancer. So that's Toronto. And I joined um, Scotiabank team last year okay. with a couple of my girlfriends. Uh, so we with a corporate group. And that means like corporate tent, corporate. Yeah, that whole, was way better. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah. That's what. And But it's it's five star anyways. And then um, I'm putting on a woman's gravel race in July. And then there's a gravel backpacking challenge, which is August 3rd and 4th. So it's 500 kilometers um in quebec so that's right around that's in my backyard so that's why um it's close and um so i did have much of a calendar this year because i did those two races oh barrier bay unbound and then ride to conquer cancer back to back and i was like let's yeah. just see how i do after that and then if I do anything then I can just add it and I haven't really been motivated because I kind of you know hanging out and just riding is kind of nice yeah. over always being prepping oh, and God. getting ready yeah. for something so right. but then I've been set up it's a yeah. set up though see you're more advanced than I am I'm kind of like in my mind I'm just like at the training point again I yeah but you I said you do like three or four iron man like yeah. that's free yeah that's yeah no, crazy that's the thing. We're, we're coming off the race season literally mm -hmm. two weeks ago so i was doing all my races up until then so now i'm like okay breathe get back to yeah we never that's the thing. i don't think we ever stop training like no we don't but, but get back to training and yeah. um, now figure out I technically still have like another month or so to really get my, my coordinates down to like what I want to do. Right. Like mm -hmm. for me, I get like, I have to think for me. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you get it on paper by November and yeah. then, then you start wrapping your head around like your yeah. training. And yeah. so that's why, like, there are certain things that I wanted to do again from this year to next year and then I saw that other 500 kilometer I'm like well if I do one I'm gonna come back and do another yeah. and it's local and then and then I there there are a couple in September um that I can add on but like you said there's they're all the time yeah. and um so for me it's and I see lots of girls just doing everything all the time I'm like I used yeah. to do that. And now it's, it's a matter of uh, making everything fit and also making sure I'm recovered because yeah. I know you're older than me. And I don't know if you felt like going through, it's just like the fatigue that needs to be um, handled properly yeah. before going on and like doing so other things. What's interesting with that. I don't really feel I don't feel much <laughs> how I should. I feel like because I got so late into sports that mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I'm sure in a few years, I, you know, like maybe in 10 or 20, I might be up to the, to par with those who did it when they were 20 and carried on. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I don't know. I just don't like, I, I do a lot of like biohacking with a lot of different like supplements and things like that. And even with the amount of like, I guess it would be abuse, abuse that your body goes through. Um, well, you just have to think about like, you know, when you're talking about working and, and um, filming for like 12 hours and then hours. getting on your bike Balance. for four hours and then trying to sleep after that. Yeah. And then you probably have to get up the next day. Like how often and how, how many times can you do that in a row without getting yeah. sick? right yeah. and overtrained or burnt out and yeah so like I've worked a lot like I've worked with enough women to have seen enough of that and also like just managing myself that I'm like I've got many years to do lots of stuff I don't have to cram it in one 
one season and then, right. you know, spend all my fall being sick because I've burnt myself out with all this training and riding and racing and traveling and stuff like that. And, you know, you so. have to know your body though, right? Because we're all, <laughs> we're all biologically different. I feel, and yeah. like, you know, I feel that the compound effects, like over time, mm-hmm. you get better with knowing how you should recover and what you need to do. You can't just say, you know, if, if something's on TV or something, oh, that's going to help me. It might not. Like I, yeah. once again, like I drink coffee, it does nothing for me. I just drink it. <laughs> like, I know. I was I just thinking that the other day. I was like, it's nice. It's nice. morning. It's great. People do it, but it's not my kickstart. It's not, you know, even a lot of pre-workouts and things like that, that I've, I've used. I'm like, this, it, what is it doing? Or, you know, hydration, things like that. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like, you know, you can't, that's what I, I'm saying. Like now I'm to the point where, you know, in the morning I'll like, weirdly, I'll take a uh, half a teaspoon of salt with water and go and, you know, just different little, little tips and tricks. Like you mm-hmm. know, I love pickle juice. I always love pickle juice. You know how that is. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to buy the $50, you know, um, you know, hydration. I, I can do the pickle juice. So we're good, you know, <laughs> or pickle your own or just, oh my God, pickle juice. Pickle juice for life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's all, it comes, you just, over time, you realize what you need to do in order mm-hmm. I have a sauna even here at home and I feel like just hopping in that for like 30 minutes you know after the fact it, you know it's it, it always helped too right mm-hmm. like there's different knacks but that's a whole topic right recovery I know whole, yeah you know? that is yeah performance and recovery right it's it's um but overall you just got to start with something got to start by Mm-hmm. Gotta start swimming. Gotta start running. Just start. Just just be open to to failure if if that's the case. But maybe it won't be a failure. You know, like chances are it probably won't be a failure. But what's it matter? Yeah, I mean, you just have to start somewhere because yeah. uh, not everybody's going to jump in to be like, oh, I don't want to be like you. Well, you're probably not going to be like me. Yeah. But you're going to bring on some version of yourself. That's going to be amazing. And then, you know, it's going to take you places if you allow it to. It but um, this has been so amazing talking to you, Barrett. Oh, God. We definitely have to get in together in Toronto. If you ever make it up to Ottawa, or if I get down to Toronto. Um, but uh, yeah. And also consider joining me for Ride to Conquer Cancer or yeah. anybody else for that matter. If you're in Canada or even want to come up. Um, I'm going to start building a team this year to join a Scotiabank because I think it's great to have bigger numbers. It's always good to uh, be part of a, a team and uh, yeah, and have that as a winter focus for some people. Sometimes that's all you need. It's in the June, it's early, and then sets you up for the summer. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I love this. And uh, so where can people find you or follow you or hire you for an attribute? <laughs> I think I think the easiest way is probably Google my name on the internet. I know that was pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I just Google my name, Farrah Foster Manning. And then like, you know, there's Facebook, Instagram, Stra- Strava. Um, oh, I need to follow you on Strava. Yeah, Strava, IMBD, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's all follow her on Strava. I think that would yeah, be a good idea. Just watch the it. judgments. I'm ready for your judgments. I don't know. I'm going to give you kudos. Come you on, Vera. Good. good. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I don't care. I'm to the point. I don't care. We I know. Do I'm we like, do. we do what we do. That's it. I'm just, I'm just on there for the Strava badges myself. So <laughs> that's all I care about. That's <laughs> no, not all. I, oh, I am following you. There you go. Okay, we're good. All right, everybody. So thanks so much. And don't forget to follow the uh, um, podcast on Instagram for Secrets from the Saddle podcast. And remember to join um, our newsletter at secretsfromthesaddlepodcast.ca. It will also lead you to your favorite platform to go listen to us so that you don't miss another episode. And also... YouTube. So with that, have an amazing day and uh, 
Thanks a lot. We'll have to bring you back next year to um, go over whatever it is that you decide to do Easy. over this over next year. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. This is good. Oh, this is good. <laughs> I know it was so last minute, but it was awesome. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Thank and you. And see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.